At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSIN. a happy Sunday. This is the Lombardi line presented by BetMGM. I'm Patrick Maher. He, of course, is Michael Lombardi as we open up the program. Michael, how are you? Good morning. Uh, I am wonderful, Patrick. Good morning to you. Happy Sunday. Yes. Happy end of, I guess we are at the end of June. Uh, we're going to lose you for a little bit. I'm going to be disappointed, but Paternity uh, you leave. deserve to go. Paternity. Yes, you deserve it. I Paternity mean, if, if not now, when? Patrick? <laughs> That's I mean, what I'm talking about, bro. Not now, hey, by when? the way, you know, yesterday I kind of, I, I botched it. I said Sir Paul McCartney was 70 when he was actually 80. So maybe a fun yes. place to start. I'm going to give you a couple names and tell me if you can catch the age. Okay. Uh, how about Steve Young? Remember, you picked up Steve Young from the airport, and he At was wearing airport, yeah. and he was wearing cowboy boots <laughs> as lifts because yeah, he wasn't make, overly tall. To make himself look taller. <laughs> yeah. How old do you yeah, think I Steve Young is? Uh, let's see. Uh, Steve Young would probably be. I'm say 55. 60. We're getting wow, it's, only, everything's flying. Wait a man. second. I'm only three years older than Steve Young. My lord. I mean, I picked him up. He, well. He, well, he did a lot more with his career than I did at the same age. I can tell you that. <laughs> Steve Young is 60. I'm going to give you another one here. Uh, how about Tony Sirico? You know him, Paulie Walnuts. How old oh, yeah. I- I'm going to say 75. 79. What a character. What I mean, what an what absolute, a what, a, what a, one of the great characters. What a life. In, in, what a yeah, life. In, I don't think he's acting. I, I don't think he's acting. I think he's just, that's who he is. Okay. I got, a, I got two more for you. 
Ariana Grande. Her birthday is today. Shout to Ariana. What is she? You know, you're a big fan, no? 28. 29. That's the closest you've been is Ariana Grande. All right. I, I just saw Steven Bond almost fall out of his chair in the lower corner. What, here. That you knew and, it? And, you know, it, Ahead, that Steven. I was that close. I mean, come on, Steven. Give me some cre- street cred. Here. I said the same thing, Michael. I said 75 for Paulie, and I said 28. That's why I almost fell out of my chair. I was right there with you. All right, you can, all right, you <laughs> can both you. play on this next one, and I'll start with you, Bond. Uh, how about if he were RIP James Gandolfini? How old would he be? Oh, man. You could take James a James Gandolfini would be 62. He'd be uh, 60. Okay. All I was going right. to say yeah. 65. I knew he was so around was my age. I knew he was around my age. So that's where I wanted to start because Paul McCartney was probably listening to the show, which we, I've, I understand he and Ringo are both big fans of the Lombardi line. He was probably yeah, listening. He's like, I'm 70. That's money. No, you're 80. Sorry, sir. Yeah. Paul McCartney. I mean, he looks great though. Oh my gosh. The crowd there last night, you know, it was, it looked incredible. They yeah, had a bunch in. of guest stars. So Springsteen flew over to play a couple tunes. I mean, that, that's pretty powerful when you get on a plane and fly all the way across the pond to play two songs. I mean, you got, you know, I mean, that's pretty powerful. Yeah, get on the PJ like you when you're jet setting across the country. Yeah, right. I uh, wish. We have, I wish. we have, of course, a full slate Major League Baseball. We've got a game six in Tampa. We're going to have our buddy Keith Jones from NBC on the show who does a great job talking about that. Will Hill. Liars. Will Hill's been texting me all morning. I know that'll shock you. He's got baseball plays. <laughs> Look at the reaction. He's got you baseball know Will plays. Hill listens to Will, Will Hill sent me a, an audio thing, and he listens to it on high speed. Like, it sounded like... And I said, like, the speed was all messed up on this thing. And he says, well, I listen to so many pods, I have to rush through them all, and so i got to put them on high speed. I mean, you know, th- this is a man who's very busy, obviously. I mean, I, I-, I was uncomfortable. It was a one-minute clip, and I was uncomfortable listening to it. <laughs> well, he's got the New York City cast, and he is married to the game. He is. He is. Con- That's why I asked him on All Father's. Games. Well, you were you, you weren't here All on games. Father's Day. He's married everything. You weren't here on Father's Day. I asked him on Father's Day. Does he know the name of his children? And he got him. He got all three <laughs> right, which is actually pretty good for him. Also, Thomas Gable, TG. He was a little downtrodden yesterday. Hopefully, in a better mood today because, of course, the NBA draft. And then Wes Reynolds is going to join as well. Another interesting thing, and you can highlight and elucidate because this is something I didn't know. Maybe it slipped through the cracks when I was doing my book reports as a kid. Michael Lombardi, did you know that Teddy Roosevelt is essentially responsible for saving the game of football? Yeah, I did know that. Yeah, I did know that. Uh, there was a movement to, because of the violence of the game to kind of get it removed, and, and I think that, that that's when Teddy stepped in. I, I did. I don't know the whole details, but I'm glad you brought that up. I probably need to I, I put that somewhere in the book. It's, it's incredible. Yeah. It was an exceedingly brutish game where, remember, there was no forward pass. Let's talk like 1902, 1903. No forward pass. Right, so players right. would lock arms, and they would basically spear one another. In 1904, and this was all collegiate. Remember, there was no organized pro game then. We're talking Princeton. We're talking Harvard, where Teddy went to school. In 1904, 18 players died. 150-plus were extremely injured, were gravely injured. Uh, they were battering rams. There was no protective gear. They weren't using helmets at the time. And Teddy, in a 1905 speech, his commencement speech at Harvard, essentially used the commencement speech to talk about why football is important to the country. He then yeah. called all the coaches to the White House. It led to the formation of the NCAA. Rules were put into place and guidelines, and football was forever saved because Mr. Big Stick saved the game of football. I didn't know that until yesterday. I watched a no. video about it. 
Wow, that's incredible. You know, and, and the forward pass is fascinating how that really became involved because there was a time where you couldn't throw the – you had to be within a yard of the line of scrimmage to throw the ball. So it was it was very difficult, and they changed that rule, and they've kind of orchestrated around it. And then, of course, the great Clark Shaughnessy, you know, developed the passing game, which the poor man's not even in the Hall of Fame. And we wouldn't be throwing the ball if it wasn't for the great Clark Shaughnessy from Stanford University and, and coached in the NFL, coached for the Chicago Bears. He was an offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator. He did pretty much everything. And a lot of coaches today that are working on the sidelines owe their craft to Clark Shaughnessy. Yeah, it's incredible. The NCAA that was formed after Teddy brought attention to it. That's when they uh, legalized the forward pass and the game's never been the same since. I don't think Teddy had in mind that, uh, you know, we'd have 5,000 yard passers in the NFL. That's no. another. Or, level. Or, Remember 3,000 franchises the... were. Did he think franchises are going to be worth 4 billion, 5 billion, 6 billion? I mean, think about it. I mean, Deshaun Watson got a, got a guaranteed contract at 240 million and most of the owners, you know, <laughs> You know, going back to Jeff Lurie when he bought the Eagles, I think in '93. You know, Kraft and and around the same time that they were all under 200 million or right around 200 million. The franchise costs. Think about the escalation of value from that time till today. Well, why don't we just go back to Carolina? I mean, Carolina was bought. I don't know. Was it 17, 18 by Tepper? And for two seven, two eight, two seven right? five, somewhere in that range. Exactly. I'll just split the difference. And then we just had the Denver Broncos sell for what was the number? Four six. <laughs> and we don't know if that's the final number. And if the Washington football team ever sells, that'll be over. I mean, these franchises are just going to continue to go up because they're cash. They make money. The, because of the collective bargaining agreement, we've got 10 years. And, you know, the TV deals, I mean, they're going to redo the, the, the direct TV deal, which is the, the, the sideline, what do we call that, where you can watch every red game. Zone. You know, the, not the red zone, the other one, the, the you know, the, where if you're in another city, you can watch all your games. The, it's on direct TV. Okay. AT&T has it. So Game Pass, it's the oh, Game, Pass game Pass package. There you go. You know, so, uh, you know, they're going to sell that again. So, and then with Amazon coming in with streaming and, and all this, it's just going to become more and more profitable for, for the NFL teams. And the message. And that money, look, let's be clear. That money gets translated to the players. I mean, it gets translated to the players based on the deal. And we have Teddy Roosevelt to thank for all of it is really the key. All of it. That's the key here. But even you talk about the forward pass, you know, I'm a kid. I'm watching Dan Marino. I'm watching Jim Kelly. 3,000 yards was the benchmark. You know, if a yeah. player threw for 3,000 yards, and I'm not saying this is 90s, this is early 2000s. Now we've hit a place where 5,000 yards. Didn't Herbert throw for 5,000 last year? I mean, this is a kid in his yeah, second I, year. I mean, and look, the game, because of the rules, Bill Polian was able, because he was on the competition committee, because the Patriots were so disruptive. I mean, one of the things that hurts passing game is reroute the receivers, jam the receivers within that five yard, be physical with the receivers. And once he kind of got some, some of that taken away and – now it becomes more of a basketball game on grass. It's a lot easier to throw the ball. Then layer in that, you know, you've got to be careful to hit the guy coming across the middle, uh, you know, an unprotected receiver. So those factors start to play in, and, and it becomes easier to throw the ball and harder to defend the forward pass. Since we're going random in the first segment today, just checking in our Nesson audience, do we have an offensive coordinator in New England? Is there a sign I, of... I, 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 I don't think so, but I, I, I here's what I do think, and I've said this for the last four months. I think Coach Belichick has, you know, when, when you – and the, you mentioned Dan Marino. When Dan Marino was in Miami, 
you know, Gary Stevens was the offensive coordinator, and he had Clayton Duper. You know, they brought in O.J. McDuffie, but they really didn't change very much of what they – and they just kept adding and adding and adding to keep Marino stimulated. Well, when you have Brady going back to 01 and, you know, he leaves in 19, that's a lot of offense that's in the playbook. And once he left – I think they wanted to scale it back, but as long as Josh was there, he kind of was. It was the same for Josh as it was for Tom. I mean, they kind of got comfortable within that whole voluminous of the offense, and I think this is now an opportunity to scale it back, kind of get the terminology clearer for everybody to play faster, to get the Thornton kid on the field faster, to get Parker on the field, to get some of these younger players on the field faster, so they know what to do. Uh, I, I think that's what's going to happen. And I think we'll see during the preseason how it goes, who's going to call the game. Look, there's one thing about Belichick. He's running everything, so it's not going to be he's just going to give somebody the job and turn around and just assume it all goes to plan. One thing we do know is our guy Mac is fit. Mac Jones looks completely different. His face like Yeah, you know, and, and that's the strange thing. I mean, Alabama's strength program, you know, you, you got to wonder, you know, you go down there, they've got this incredible weight room and, you know, we know they work hard. Nick's one of the hardest workers, but to have a, to have him look like that after four years and then change his body after one, you know, you, you've got to ask different questions. And, and I think ultimately, you know, that hurt him coming out in the draft. I think there's no doubt. Well, Mac, if you're watching along with Sir Paul McCartney to the Lombardi line today on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network, just remember Teddy Roosevelt. We'll clean it up coming yeah, back, Michael Lombardi. <laughs> Jimmy G, also, we have an update on Deshaun oh, and Watson. we got to talk about the Lakers and Kyrie. That's oh, yes, what we left that's off That's very yesterday. important. Let's do that as well. Coming back here, Lombardi line. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. 
and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. to the Lombardi line on VSIN featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, Brent Musburger, thank you. The VSIN summer special is here for $19. You get everything VSIN has to offer from now until the end of July. You can sign up today and you'll get VSIN's daily best bets, including Adam Burke with the daily Major League Baseball best bets. Of course, you get the NFL preseason coverage. You still have sunshine with the Stanley Cup final going. Of course, you get everything we offer, including point spread weekly which drops every Wednesday. And I'm telling you, if you're a new better, you have to have this information. Go to vcin.com slash summer. That's vcin.com slash summer. And I am reminded, you can go to vcin.com right now and sign up for the daily newsletter, which it's, I start my day with it every single day. It's really comprehensive. And all you have to do is put your email address in there and you're ready to go with the daily newsletter. We welcome you back on a Sunday. Kind of a lazy Sunday, although we do have Keith Jones, Michael Lombardi. Of course, this is the Lombardi line. It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Keith Jones, NBC, is going to join us to talk Game 6. You know, this is its almost a dichotomy with the Lightning. They've been here a multitude of times, and now the pressure is firmly on the abs. Game 5 back in their barn in the elevation was an opportunity. They didn't capitalize. And all of a sudden, it's going to get tight, right? Because it goes back yeah. to Tampa, and that barn's going to be awesome tonight and then we could potentially have a game seven in Colorado so looking forward to it yeah I mean if you're Tampa you're sitting there saying you know now there's this dispute on the goal in the game the last game in Tampa there are too many guys on the ice which sure. we talked with you know and everybody says that's a call that they can make but they never make it's subjective it, it, it wasn't it was subjective and Cooper was screaming about it which you know I mean he's probably saying to his team look you know we're down 3-2 this could easily be 3-2 us you know we're, we're we're in control although when you watch the game you get the sense that the Avalanche is the better team and Absolutely. can they close it out can they win they've won in Tampa before they won in that last game so I, I, this is going to be a, a great great to me it'll be a great hockey game and it, it'll be really uh you know, the Avalanche, this is their moment. And I think the Lightning, everybody thinks they're going to win because they're going to play at home. But the pressure to me now has shifted to the Avalanche because of their playing at home. It's to the Lightning because they're playing at home. Colorado, a short favorite, 112 at most books, 115 at DraftKings. By the way, if you want to bet the over, hold on because books are going to five and a half off that six. We've seen two straight unders after three straight overs in the series. So everything's starting to tighten up. No surprise. Stanley Cup final. There you see the number 115 on the abs. We've got a total of six. But as I talk, three books just went to five and a half. So that number is coming down. You, Mr. Lombardi, are into Kyrie right now. So let's discuss what you yeah. wanted. So, again, a three-team trade is going to have to happen. There's so many cap 
uh, ramifications for Kyrie. But we do know this. Remember, Kyrie requested a trade out of Cleveland in 17. Since then, LeBron and Kyrie have rectified the relationship. And the rumor is LeBron's all in on Kyrie to the Lakers. What's your take? Well, here's my take, and it's coming really off of the NBA draft. It's coming off of the odds that we saw shift when Boncaro went first overall, and that number changed. For me, how can the Lakers be the second-best betting odds for Kyrie when they have no cap room and no flexibility? I mean, it doesn't make sense, but it makes sense, right? It does make sense to the book. And that's where I'm going with this thing. And I talked to somebody in the league yesterday that said, look, the only way they could pull this off, they signed Kyrie to, a, uh, to the mid-level exemption, and they promised to do a, a huge deal with them after that. To me, if I'm the commissioner of the NBA and the Lakers are able to sign Kyrie to a mid-level exemption, to me, I think that's that, that what David Stern did to the Chris Paul trade is exactly what would have to happen here. Like this just, to me, that this doesn't meet the eye. It's not fair. And I think that that's worth it. But the book seems to think it's possible. And the book's not willing to give you a better number, which tells me that it could be. How could the Lakers possibly do this? They, they're stuck with Westbrook. They can't get rid of him. They've tried. I mean, I read an article the other day where the, they tried to trade him and they got hung up on and so, you know, I don't see how it happens, but the book seems to think so. That's my point of this whole thing. I would dismiss it as just a bad rumor, but I'm done doing that in light of the, the NBA draft and Bonchero and seeing this number. Okay, so the number itself, you have to go offshore for this. Of course, he's favored to stay with the Nets. Uh, he is then 3-1 to one odds to go to the Lakers, 7-2, to so 3.5-1 to one to go to the clip. The Heat, Michael, 4-1, to one, Kyrie. The Knicks, 4-1. to one. The Mavs, who are going to lose Jalen Brunson most likely to the Knicks, are six to one. Uh, so there you have it. Also, by the way, Philly's six to one. So maybe yeah. Kyrie I mean, to your boys. I, I would. I would. I mean, how did that happen? I don't know. But to me, if Kyrie, so Kyrie, and and Will McDonough's, uh, excuse me, Will McDonough, the the great Boston Globe writer, one of the greatest human beings of all time, who I had the privilege of knowing. His his son Ryan used to be the general manager of the Suns. He had a great tweet out. He laid it out perfectly about how you know this you know where can this go? He either signs the deal he wants, or he demands a trade so that the Nets can get something back. That's option two. Option three is he opts out and the Nets get nothing. So he's in control of this. He has full control of like this is not a a dream scenario. Like he could just continue to say no to the contract and then, you know, he could say I want you to trade me to Dallas because then I can get more money in a sign and trade, but you're not going to get very much from Dallas in the in compensation or I'm just going to opt out and I'll sign with Dallas. I I think Dallas is a strong player in this. I really do because he's got a relationship with Jason Kidd. Again, then this is for prospective general managers that are looking to land Kyrie. You walk up to him and you say, the moon landing was in a studio in Hollywood and wink. You know what I mean? Because he's a flat yeah, earther. No. He doesn't believe in moon landing. And also, I don't think he's into dinosaurs. So you just start going with the conspiracy theories and Kyrie's going to look. He's a pain in the, almost said it on a Sunday. He uh, he's a lot to deal with, to say the least. And will he or won't he play? always comes into this. Now, if he's with LeBron, you, 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 maybe you feel like there is some sort of um, assiduousness as far as like getting him to, I, I, 
I wouldn't want to take him on. Like, they were having a conversation down in D.C. Would you trade Bradley Beal for Kyrie straight up? Kyrie's the better player, but you're just getting a complete unknown as far as what, yeah. what you're getting as far as playing time. And, and, and you can't do it anyway because he doesn't want to go to Washington. Washington's not on his list, you know? Yeah. Washington's not on his list. So, you know, this is why the way the rules are in the NBA, Kyrie's actually in control. If he doesn't opt into his $36.9 million deal that he has on the table, play, it's a player option. So he has to opt into that. If he chooses not to opt into that, then, it, then he becomes – he opts out and he's a complete free agent. Now, there's no team – there's really Detroit, Orlando, Indianapolis, and San Antonio that have the cap room to sign him. So Kyrie needs the Nets to be able to make a deal. He, he's not going to go to Detroit, Orlando, or Indy, right? So he's got he's to pick door number two, get Brooklyn to cooperate on a sign-and-trade. Unless he goes this complete farced way and signs a mid-level exemption with the, with, the, with the Lakers with the promise that he's going to get a full deal coming next. Well, we'll have plenty of time to lay out the Kyrie saga as the summer progresses. I'm sure there'll be plenty of twists and turns. Speaking of which... Um, to Sean Watson, we finally have a date, yeah. and that is tomorrow. The NFL disciplinary hearing is set for Tuesday. Pardon me, I said tomorrow. It's set for Tuesday. So we're going to get an answer here. What is being called for from the NFL perspective or the leaks are indefinite suspension for sure a year. So the indefiniteness, I don't know what that means moving forward, but we're finally going to get the hearing started on Tuesday here, Michael. Right. So we've got to understand how these rules are. So once the hearing goes into place, right, and, and that hearing will be, de, will be handled by a, an outside arbitrator, right? So that woman, I, I think her name is Sue, uh, I'm not sure. I, it's Sue Robinson. That's okay. what it is, Sue Robinson. She, the NFL will argue disciplinary officer Sue Robinson for an indefinite suspension for at least one year. And then the NFL PA, which represents, represents Watson, will – basically will say he didn't violate any of the disciplinary based on the CBA. That's the argument. So between the two of them, that's how it's going to go. And then once there's a decision rendered by Robbins, by the league, by the NFL, then it can be taken to arbitration. So the NFL is seeking a, a one-year suspension of at least one year, and the PA is seeking no suspension. So it's got, and, and they can't, and they broke off negotiations talk. Now, the reason the NFL is just not going to go ahead and do what they want to do is because they know they're liable to any kind of lawsuit, which could then, even though it's collectively bargained, it could then take away some of the authority that Cadell currently has. They don't want to go down that road. So they're trying to, to avoid that. And you mentioned Goodell. If it goes to arbitration and then there's an appeal, the person with the hammer is Roger Goodell. Either side appeals, Roger Goodell comes with the final decision. That's the way it works in this kangaroo right. court. Right, but there, but the, but the language of the disciplinary action is a little nebulous. So the NFLPA could argue that he was the grand jury didn't convict him. He's never been convicted. You know, he settled this. This is more because he wanted to settle all whatever they want to argue, right? Whatever they want to argue, and and if it doesn't read to the letter, remember we're interpreting text. One of the hardest things we have to do in this country is interpret text. What does it mean? What was it written for? And how is it interpreted? And that's where lawyers make all their money. And again, unfortunately for the Watson team, we do have a precedent. No criminal charges brought against Trevor Bauer. MLB did an investive in their own investigation and gave him two seasons. So that's not that doesn't bode well 
if the NFL has to look in 2022 and say, this is a dicey situation. We're back with Keith, Keith Jones. If you thought listening to the Lombardi line on VSEN featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, Express Bet, we got the picks. I know Jonesy's going to be paying attention to this cuz he's a big horse better as well. I'm going to find the picks for today, Stephen Bond. Here they are. Of course, Express Bet's editor in chief Jeremy Plunk, Churchill. He likes the 6 horse, Bay Bladder 8 to 1 in race 4. Belmont Park also race 4. Jeremy has the seven. Flute Master on top at six to one. You can wager on these races and more at First Bet, the preferred horse racing app of VSIN. If you sign up today using the code Vegas22, you're going to get $100 in free bets. Go to VSIN.com slash horses for details on this exclusive offer for VSIN fans. That's VSIN.com slash horses for details. Okay, got you back. This is exciting as we've got a game five. That barn's going to be crazy in Tampa. Right now, a short favorite on the Avs. Also, the total, which opens six, is down to five and a half at a couple of books. NHL on TNT, the best. He joins us now, Keith Jones. Jonesy, let's start here, and thank you, and good morning. Let's start here. When you were drafted out of Western Michigan, we know you were a flyer on the ice, crazy talented. But could, would you ever expect to see the game evolve where you have somebody like a McCarr and a McKinnon? The level of talent on the ice right now is unbelievable. It really is, and, you know, I think I had to watch in hockey as a kid and seeing Bobby Orr play and think there'd never be another guy like him to play on the back end, and McCarr's proven us wrong on that one because he is the next one. Yeah. Uh, obviously not at Orr's level just yet, but it's incredible to watch what he's capable of doing, and if you're a Lightning fan, you're holding your breath every time he's on the ice because something positive happens uh, offensively or defensively. The impressive part to me is the way... He shut down Connor McDavid in the previous round, and that was shocking to me just to watch how well he could defend, not just about goal scoring, only for him. Uh, Keith, appreciate you being on the show. Thank you so much. But when you watch this series, do you get the sense that the Avalanche are in control and that the Lightning steal games? Because uh, to me, you know, the light, they've had eight goals in the five games they've played. They seem to be in control, but they let them slip away. It's like a Jimmy Johnson defense, isn't it? They bend, but they don't break. Yeah. Uh, that, that's what they do, Michael. There's no, there's no doubt about, about that. Um, there is moments where Colorado looks like they're the most dominant team. They look like they're going to blow right through them, and then all of a sudden Tampa comes back and finds a way to survive in the series, and that's really been a staple of this team over the last three seasons, especially the two where they won Stanley Cups. And now they have the experience of knowing that they can do it. They've done it. And that's the most dangerous part of Tampa. And that's what Colorado's going to have to overcome. The Avalanche had their families there. They had everyone there ready to celebrate the Stanley Cup championship in Game 5. And now they got to fly everybody to Tampa to see if they can get the job done. Tampa's used to those distractions. Uh, the Avalanche players are not, and I think Tampa gains an advantage because of that. Keith Jones, NHL on TNT, joins us here on the Lombardi line. And give you credit, he came on and he liked pre-series. He did like the Tampa Bay Lightning, so let's talk about the Lightning as the series shifts to Tampa Bay. Do you think Colorado starts to tighten up here? Because the Lightning have the experience going back home. That's a challenge for Jared Bednar to make sure his team doesn't tighten up. And that's not going to be easy. I mean, they're sitting in a position where now Tampa's back on home ice. That crowd is going to be going wild. 
expectations will be for Tampa to come out and, you know, patiently play their game and find a way to win it. If you're the Avalanche, you got to steamroll them. you got to come out and play to their potential. There is moments where it's like a wave of Avalanche players heading towards Vasilevsky, and that's when they're going to have to capitalize on those opportunities. The Avalanche, I believe, are the better team. It doesn't necessarily mean they're going to win the game, but I think you'd feel more comfortable if you bet the Avalanche, but Tampa's going to be a problem. You know, they only scored 11 goals in the five games until game six, and they got three goals. What did they do offensively, Keith, the Lightning, to kind of initiate more offense? I thought they had a better push. I will say that, Michael. I think that, uh, you know, there was moments in the first few games where they looked like they didn't have very much as far as the jump in their legs went. I thought they skated much better. I thought they did a good job of uh, continuing to push that pace. They didn't sit back even when they had the lead. And although they gave up leads twice in the game, they found a way to regain the lead the third time, and that eventually was the game-winning goal, the Pilat goal, that made it 3-2. to two. And I like the way they finished the game. I think they're going to gain another measure of confidence that they know how to shut things down when necessary. And that's going to be something the uh, Avalanche are going to try to overcome. But Tampa, I think, has just plain and simply more jump. And kind of that could be the desperation of facing elimination uh, with a chance to you know, win three consecutive Stanley Cups. These guys are not going to go away easily. Speaking of goals, Keith Jones joining us. Let's talk about two straight unders. So five goals in game four, five goals in game five. And we're seeing that total dip down to five and a half. Kemper's been good. You mentioned Vasilevsky's been cooking lately in the last three. What do you expect as far as scoring today? Well, if you like the avalanche and you think they're going to win, you'd have to take the over because if they have the lead, you know, Tampa's going to pull the goaltender forever and there'll be multiple late goals uh, that would easily put that game over. Uh, so I think that's something to look for. If you're you know, pulling for the avalanche or you believe that they're going to win, there's a high likelihood that the game will go over. If you like Tampa, I think it's going to be more of what we've seen over the last couple of games. A 3-2 victory would not be surprising in any sense. So I, I think those are the two things you kind of have to balance out. Uh, you think that as the series moves along, there becomes more pressure and therefore better defensive play and more emphasis on you know, keeping the puck out of your net. But that's not always the way it works in these elimination-type games. So that would be my advice. If you like the avalanche, I would take the over. Uh, uh, Keith, uh, talk a little bit about what makes John Cooper so special as a coach. Uh, from your observation, that's question one. And then question two for, the, you know, you're, you're wired here in Philadelphia, you do all that. John Totorel became the new coach. What's he going to be able to do to fix the Flyers? It's, it's interesting because Tortorella was in Tampa when he won the Cup in 2004, and uh, Cooper's taken coaching to a whole new level. He's, he's a lawyer. Uh, he never played the game at a high level as far as being in the National Hockey League, and he won multiple championships all the way up through all the minor league levels in order to get a chance to coach in the National Hockey League. He's very calm under fire. I thought he was pretty calculated in the way that he responded after the what he felt was a too-many-men-on-the-ice situation in Game 5. Ironically, he gets the call in Game 6 late in the game that helps his team you know, close out that game and get things back to Tampa. Has a great feel for the game, speaks extremely well, gets his message across to the players. 
and understands the you know the new style of player in the National Hockey League. I think he's really benefited from being an extremely bright guy. And for Tortorella in Philadelphia, he's what this team in Philly needs right now. Uh, at this moment, they need someone to come in here and straighten some things out. Uh, they need to change the culture here. And Tortorella's done that throughout his career. They will be a much better defensive team, and their goaltending will be awarded by that. I think uh, Carter Hart's going to have a big year, and Tortorella will have a big part in that. Uh, I, I think that's what he brings. I think that was a very good hire by Chuck Fletcher. Keith, you picked the Lightning before the series. Are we going to see a Game 7 in Colorado coming up on Tuesday? Well, I think we will, but Colorado is the better team. And now it just comes to do they have the you know enough upstairs to find a way to close out all the distractions and win the series. I think Tampa gains an advantage because of that. And uh, I would obviously love to see a Game 7 back in Colorado. But the eye test in watching the series, Patrick, tells me that the Avalanche are the better team. So I'm not confident that Tampa Bay is going to find a way to win this thing. I would suspect just from watching the first five that Colorado will find a way to get the job done. You know, Keith, I kind of agree with you. I think everybody thinks the pressure's on on Colorado, but I think the pressure's on the Lightning today because if they don't respond early, get control of the game, you know, then all of a sudden those doubts that have creeped up in them and the avalanche can take over. So for me, I'm with you, and I love how you talked about it. I think if you like the avalanche, you've got to go with the over. Yeah, and you got to go for it. I mean, it's, it's going to be a fun night of hockey. There's, there's no doubt about that. I think everyone's looking forward to it. I think we're kind of uh, fortunate to get this sixth game. My, my daughter's going to a game with a couple of her friends down in Tampa, and I know they're excited about it, and I'm really looking forward to watching it here uh, back in Philly. But I, I think the entire hockey world's going to be watching. It's a great opportunity for the NHL to showcase their best players and a huge moment. And they've kind of got the spotlight. You know, the NBA championship is done now. There's a little baseball going on at 7 o'clock, but the hockey's going to be up front and center. These guys have a chance to really shine tonight. NHL and TNT, Keith Jones. Jonesy, you're the best. Thank you. Appreciate you. Thanks, Keith. Appreciate you so Appreciate much. Appreciate it, guys. Okay. Have a good day. Yeah, thanks, Michael. Thanks, Patrick. Okay. See you guys. Enjoy, enjoy the game. And I'm, I'm glad you brought up Cooper. Because you could, his coaching, you could almost see because the Avs so dominate so much in the neutral zone where, with that kind of speed and yeah. creating rushes. But they've been mitigated the last two. So that's coaching, right? Where you start to settle in of the yeah. rhythm of the series. And it's just, he's been, I mean, he could win three straight. That's unbelievable. That's amazing. I mean, yeah, he's going to be in Belichick air if he wins three straight in a row in hockey. I mean, that's remarkable. Will Hill's next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. 
I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Listening to the Lombardi Line on VSEN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. All right, BetMGM pitching baseball fans a chance to swing for the fences Sunday. You can place today. You can place a $25 one-game parlay on any Major League Baseball game, and you'll receive a $10 free bet that you can use on any sport, regardless of your bet's outcome. So you log into your account over at BetMGM, download the app, and sign up with BetMGM to get a $10 free bet on any parlay place today in Major League Baseball. It's the king of sportsbooks. You know what it is. 21 years or older to wager. It's new and existing customer offer. If you have a gambling problem, it's 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi, Nevada, New York, or Washington, D.C. Thank you to Keith Jones for joining us here on the Lombardi Line, presented by BetMGM. This is Beeson, the Sports Betting Network. Michael Lombardi there in Jersey. I'm Patrick Maher. We welcome in our buddy, New York City cast host, Beeson.com slash podcast, Will Hill. Ill Will Hill joins us. My man, what's going on, Will? What's up, guys? It's nice to be back with both of you. This is fun. It's been a while. I know we're losing you in a little bit, Patrick. I, I, you leave, what, July 1st and come back, what, week six of the NFL season? That's so correct. Got to enjoy it while we can. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate that. Yeah. We just had Keith Jones on. I love how obsessed people are with my schedule. It's amazing. We had Keith Jones on uh, a little <laughs> er- a little earlier. Everybody tells me every time I see I him. I mean, how about Will Hill coming on the show, just coming heavy? You know, he's like, he comes heavy right <laughs> there on the t- Hey, he carried, a big, he carried a big stick like our buddy Teddy, right? 
right? At the beginning. Uh, yeah, we just had I mean, Jonesy yeah. on, and he, he picked Tampa pre-series, but he says the abs are better. He said if you're betting Tampa today, go over. We see that five-and-a-half pop up on the screen today. What do you like, Will? Oh, I appreciate Keith listening to the New York City cast because he said what I've been saying. If you like the avalanche, go over. If you like the lightning, go under because I think there's some correlation there. And you can get, you know, two and a half to one on a parlay because I think an over game favors Colorado. And if the lightning win, uh, like we saw last game, it's more likely an under game. You got to give Tampa a ton of credit. I mean, this team, championship DNA, this team is so tough. Toronto had them dead to rights in the first round. They should have beaten them. I'm sure they're sick watching the series. The Rangers had them dead. The Rangers were up 2-0 in the series, up 2-0 in game three, about to go up 3-0. The Lightning, boy, they're like Michael Myers. You just have to kill them and kill them again, and they're still not dead. They show so much toughness. I do have a feeling, like Keith said, Colorado's a little better. Uh, I mean, I think everyone's rooting for a game seven, but I have a feeling Colorado closes it out tonight. We've seen the last two games, home ice. Doesn't mean everything. Uh, boy, I was surprised, though, Colorado didn't close it out Friday night, but I do think they close it out tonight. Uh, if there was going to be a bet, though, I would just parlay Colorado with the over, get two and a half or so to one. Would you would you play the puck line here? I mean, because I think Colorado, I think what Keith said was really good. I mean, the, if Colorado's up 3-2 late in the game, they're going to pull it, and you're going to get that cheap goal to get you the puck line over. And the puck line's fairly enticing right now. Would you think about that? Yeah, you could split your bet and do, you know, 70% on the avalanche minus 115 and throw like 30% for the extra payout plus 210. Because, again, if you go to overtime, obviously, you can't cover the two. And uh, the Lightning, you, uh, following that total the other night, it was 3-2 with like five minutes left. And we never got that sixth goal, even though Colorado pulled the goalie. So, you know, sometimes you get the empty net or sometimes you don't. Boy, you know, Patrick, from betting stuff, that's a helpless feeling when that net is empty. And you're just sitting oh. there nervous that last minute, you know, hoping somebody deflects it, hoping that thing goes the length of the ice and avoids the net. So, uh, but yeah, I think you're, you're onto something there. Plus the 210 might be uh, might be a good bet there. If we get a game seven, what do you think the price is? Abs. $1.70. I was going to say $1.60, somewhere in that range. Yeah. $1.50 to $1.70, somewhere in that range. Abs. That group will be tight, though. Colorado, man, they haven't had a lot of success. You know, they need to win this year. The Lightning, they can come in fast and loose. You know, they've won two in a row. They, 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 nobody's going to knock them for losing this. If Colorado blew a 3-1 series lead, this would be a disaster. Uh, boy, that would be uh, an intense environment, Game 7. It's, it'd be hard to believe Colorado's going to lose three in a row, though. Colorado's a good team. Yeah, they really are. And they look like the better team. Let's transition. And I want to ask you about the draft night. And, and I mean, you are oh, constantly boy. following a zillion people and you've got your phones lighting up all the time. Give us your reaction and what your mindset was when you first heard it. And did you do anything even after the Woj tweet? Well, boy, this is a, this is a fascinating topic. I'm curious what Gable said. I got to go back and listen from yesterday. Look, here, here's let's just lay out what we know. Paolo didn't know until a few minutes before he was picked. Woj didn't know. He got it wrong. Shams didn't know. He didn't tweet. He didn't get involved. But these betters who were on Paolo, not only did they back it with their wallets, but they were very confident. All day Wednesday, all day Thursday, I'm getting messages. It's Paolo. It's Paolo. People on Twitter mocking Woj, saying, I'm right. Pa I'm right. Woj is wrong. So somebody knew. Let, let me just ask you, Lombardi. Um, you know, when you're in the front office there and, and there's a pick like that with Orlando, how many people are in that inner circle that are going to know the pick? Five, 10, 15, 12? Like, no, somebody no, wait, knew. Wait, that it would got be way out. too many. Yeah. So, to me, it's got to be just three. The owner. You know, the owner's going to know, the president, the general manager, and that should be it because, you know, right. it's like I, I was talking one time. We were at a, a, an owner's meeting, and Art Modell was sitting there with Leon Hess, the former owner of the Jets, 
and we were having a conversation about something that was off the record. And Leon, Leon Hess said, you know, if you tell one person, you've really told 11. And that's the truth. You know, and I've carried that mantra my whole life. And I think if, if, you, if you're it, the way how tight it was, it could really only be three people. If it was 20, Woj would have never got it wrong. Yeah, but it, it, you know, here's the thing. It, it clearly got out, which is not unusual for something this like this to leak. We saw with the Jaguars, the number one pick leaked. What's interesting is who it leaked to. It leaked to a betting group. Bettors were betting this like they had yesterday's news, like it was in yesterday's newspaper. Bet, people were betting this like they knew the final score, like they had the outcome. And, it, you know, it got in the hands of bettors, but it didn't get in the hands of Woj, Shams, like I said, the player. Uh, I think if we ever got the full story of this, if the truth was ever revealed, which I don't think it will be, this would be a movie. This would be a 30 for 30 because there is a story behind this for sure. I'm curious what Patrick thinks. I haven't really talked to Patrick about it either. I thought we texted a little bit about it. I, a little bit. There's, I, uh, you admit this is sketchy though, right? Well, and I think Thomas wrapped it up perfectly. I know you missed him yesterday. He said it was one of three betters. One, and Gil admitted this with our buddy Drew Disnick on his show earlier this week. They were betting the 20 and 25 to one simply because of the mispriced. Yeah, uh, that's one thing. That's, it was simply mispriced. You're betting it. You have no intel. The second group was the steam chasers. You've heard of storm chasers. Well, they're steam chasers. They're watching their board. They're seeing Paulo get hammered, and they're just betting along with the steam. And then the third group is somebody that has intel, you know, a syndicate that has intel. And I think that's really what it comes down to. And where did that intel come from? Like you said, Lombardi said maybe only a few people had the info, but that intel was not just, hey, I read some mock drafts or it came to me in a dream. That intel was serious intel, yeah. and that intel was it correct. Was, yeah, and, and intel got stronger when yeah. Woj doubled down. It got stronger. It really made it better when Woj doubled down. And, you know, now, you know, he and, – and, and I agree, you know, I agree with you, Will. I think Woj would have been a lot better to come out and throw his hands up and say, look, I got lied to, instead of trying to position it as if he kind of got late information. To me, you're better off as an insider just to admit you got lied to, you know, and you move on to the next one. The cover-up is always worse than the crime. Woj – No doubt. Just did, did the loser of the draft is Woj. He just did yeah. not – he did not comport himself well – uh, on TV, you could tell he was shook. It just it didn't go well. Look, if right. he said it out like Shams Sunday, did, we're still talking about it. Yep. Yeah. Today, if you Sunday, like we're Shams still didn't talking say, about hey, it. I didn't know. Yeah. But if you say I don't know, you don't know. You can't get killed for that. But when you get it wrong and then you act like, hey, I didn't get it wrong, you know, they changed their mind with ten minutes to go. That's a really bad look. Yeah. You know, the thing I said, this is what I learned. Usually what happens when one of these guys reports, and I think this is important for us in a betting market, when Schefter reports something, right, usually you'll see maybe five minutes later, Rappaport will confirm it or Rappaport will report and Schefter will confirm There's kind of a confirmation of it, you know, and they always position it as if, you know, we have confirmed it. I used to t kid John Clayton all the time. I used to say, John, now that we're having this conversation, can you confirm we're having this conversation? Because it, unless he confirmed it, we really weren't <laughs> having a conversation, you know? So they confirm it, right? But nobody confirmed Woj's report, which kind of, I, I should have been smart enough to kind of see through that. Will, we got a couple of minutes. Good information. And I love the fact that me and Will are growing our playoff beards for hockey. Michael, we got to get you on board next year. That's what, for hockey players, yeah, they all grow uh, their playoff beards. Will's got, and, that is and, a and awesome the seasons, beard. And, the, and when did the Bruins report to camp or, or the Blackhawks? What do they report like a next week from Tuesday? Now. Is that when Tonight? they start? Yeah, yeah that's right. Those poor guys. Yeah. <laughs> they know nothing about load management in hockey. They could care less about load management. They ain't worried about that. You got a minute here, Will, and you got a bunch of baseball plays. Let's give out some winners to the the audience here 
Yeah, I took the Astros plus a run and a half. Yanks have lost three out of five. You know, the best thing for the Yankees right now is not to win 20 out of their next 30. It's to go 14 and 16 and to let management know, hey, this team has a great record, but this team is not perfect. You can use another use another bat, use another bullpen guy. Uh, the Astros really should have beaten them three in a row. Yanks got away with one Thursday night and what was a great game. Uh, so I'll take Houston plus the run and a half. And then I took under three and a half first five uh, Rays and Pirates McClanahan versus Contreras. Good pitching matchup. And then Blue Jays team total over five and a half. Chi Chi Gonzalez, the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> uh, I'm sure he's a nice guy. Maybe he's not. I have no idea. But he does not belong in the big leagues. He's just in there because of injuries. He's been awful. The Blue Jays saw him a few weeks ago. Uh, Blue Jays should get six plus runs here. So uh, Blue Jays team total over under first five Rays Pirates. And then the Astros plus a run and a half. Yeah, I just saw your text here. It's Chi-Chi Gonzalez Day. What did he do to you and your family? My goodness. Will Hill, you're the best. New York City cast, who's coming up on the show? Appreciate you. Howard Beck, David Purdom, cast of thousands. There it is. Will Hill, thank you. Appreciate you. Jimmy G, where's he going to end up? Thank you, Will. Also, Michael's list of defensive coordinators. We went offense yesterday, defense today. BetMGM is pitching baseball fans a chance to swing for the fences. On Sunday, you can place a $25 one-game parlay on any Major League Baseball game and you'll receive a $10 free bet that you can use on any sport regardless of your bets out. Regardless of your bets out. Regardless of your bets out. Regardless of your... At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar, whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.